Sun's starting to break through outside. Still some fog for some in northeast Minnesota. Low beams if you encounter that. 52 Airport, 50 in Superior. Up to 54, the southwest wind at this moment in downtown Duluth. As Neil Atkins has settled on into the studio on a Friday morning. Good morning, Neil. I'm sitting here. Rick Why can't I hear you? Rick Jordan just left the studio. Is that mic so bad? Get up to that mic and let's talk into it. We got issues. We're doing the mic. Now, now, can you uh, hear me there, Mr. No, Mr. Bruce? I can't. You can't. So we're gonna have to grab the other mic. Uh, tell me, tell me now. Ooh, you got it? Maybe. Huh? Talk to me. I'm talking at you. No, everybody's listening. Uh, yeah, testing ninety-six point seven two three. There you go. I can actually hear a little bit in the headphones today. I thought they were going to get this fixed, but I the engineers I've got it cranked up to the max. The engineers here, on vacation, but uh, hopefully we don't have uh, too many callers calling in here. So we're going to have the mayor come in and join us this morning. She's coming in at about uh, eight fifteen or so. A little bit after that, she had a seven thirty meeting somewhere. She's going to tell us all about why we should re-elect her and uh, good things that she's done and all that sort of stuff and we'll ask her some specific questions too when she arrives so yeah we should see her saunter in at some point here do you so here's the question yes do we want to break now go ahead because if we do that then you can talk more with her when she gets here all right you think that's a good idea i think that would work all right let's do that uh 8 14 is our time Neil's here. I'm Bruce. Dave's back on Tuesday. We'll be joined by the mayor next on KDAL. Twenty at KDAL. Friday morning, sunshine breaking through. Gonna be a nice weekend to sit on my couch and watch football all weekend. I guess, football. as it were. That's right. Neil, calm down. Football, the devil's game. I. Which movie is that, Neil? That was with, uh, Adam Sandler in it. Oh, Little Nicky. Yeah. Yeah. His mother. Yeah. Whose ball is the devil's game? He gets into <laughs> a lot of things. We've noticed this over the years with him. It's, it's, it's how you got to do it. There. That is true. That is Your true. Worship, how are you? Oh, my goodness. We're doing we that again. Do, uh, Good morning. Well, I was, what I was Good morning. This morning, I was going to. Oh, by Jove, you worship. Join us on the station this morning. Wow, you're really, you're doing all the characters. I love it. I love it. Good morning. Stay really close to that microphone when you talk. It is not happy this morning. Uh, I don't know it's why. Moody. Eat this it's Friday. It, the microphone's tired of the week, too. Yeah. It is. We, this, this side, for some reason, uh, goes kaput once in a while. But, mm-hmm. And that's where, when I have the headphones, we have to, he and I have to switch back and forth on headphones. So now he's using my <laughs> headphones. Yeah. He's got a shorter cord because we can't plug it in on this side and hear it. I'm really, this is a peek behind the curtain here. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing all the details. Oz just walked out <laughs> there. I know. I saw him. And I'm six foot three, so this, this headphone cord does not agree with me. <laughs> I've got the other ones that Ken Bueller hated. I've got my old Pioneer headphones from 
that used to plug into the stereo. This got a cord going way along. I can get those. The funny thing is, mine. They're that's probably they're back like in that. fashion too. Really, oh, yeah. you know. Absolutely. We'll bring them out and have. Well, it's always new again, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, Emily Larson, Mayor good morning. Duluth, welcome aboard. Good to have Thank you. Thank you. So good to, good to yeah. You know, always good to see you. Happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, how's life in the fast lane? <laughs> and it is a fast lane. <laughs> well, it is. It's interesting. It's exciting. It's dynamic. It's engaging. It's it's on full on. You know, this is I. I'm a cannonballer. I don't kind of dip my toe into things. So the pace of this, having this, being mayor, running for mayor, it works for me. It's a lot, but it, it's okay. Well, you're a jogger, too, aren't you? I am a jogger. I got up and ran this morning. Good. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, she's running for health. She's running for <laughs> office. She's not running from I'm not running away. from she's office. Not, yeah. Not from office. No, that's right. That's, that's what right. I always used to say. People ask me if I was going to run for anything again. I said, no, I'm running from office. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's how it is. So tell us, you, uh, as a mayor, every mayor, uh, whatever happens on your shift, good, bad, or ugly, yeah. you get to have the responsibility of this. <laughs> so why don't you tell us all about your accomplishments and the reason why people should give you a third term as mayor. Yeah. And then I'll throw a couple other things. In. Good, okay. good. Well, that's great. That's great. First of all, it's always good to be here. So thanks for having me. And I am seeking reelection because I think that we are fundamentally moving in the right direction as a community. Things aren't perfect, no question. There's a lot that we are working to accelerate. Uh, but the foundation we have laid, you know, when I took office, we were doing two miles of road a year. We've increased that 850%. We've decreased crime citywide 22%. We've added more housing, 1,700 units of housing in my seven years, which is more than has been created in that same time period in the history of Duluth. Uh, we've grown our economic base. People's property taxes will decrease next year under my leadership. So all of that is the work we've done, and that's good. Um, you know, we've led, I led us through a pandemic, (laughs) uh, through a lot in the last four years that we've all experienced and we've come out solid and strong. And I think that's really important to point out everything we've experienced, but moving forward is about building on all of that, how we continue to recover from a pandemic, how we continue to grow housing, how we continue to really target making every neighborhood ones of choice and opportunity. You know, we have new funding that'll start next year to improve our parks and our facilities. Uh, we've got more money now to go into housing and infrastructure than we've ever had. My streets plan for next year, I we just did the final approvals on it yesterday. We'll talk publicly about it in early October. It has almost 20 miles, 19.3 miles. We'll be getting done just next year alone. Uh, so it's building on that growth. And reminding people that we're a whole city. We have to do safety. We have to do streets. We also have to make this a city people want to live in, uh, where we are being honest about our challenges, but we're not just lingering in grievances. We're actually talking about solutions. And I think that's something unique that I bring. I also think that I have a history of making choices and decisions that are bold or big or hard or tough or disappointing and still doing the work. And so that's the liability of being an incumbent, right? Yep. You have that history. I'm okay with it. I am, I am good with the history that I have, and I think it's a track record that will show we'll make 
good decisions moving forward. So what would you say your biggest accomplishment's been? Oh, man, that streets plan feels so dang good. You know, the fact that literally two miles of road a year and now with what we are getting done for community, we're doing it as we do utilities. We're doing it with the state, with the county. Uh, We just brought in $25 million for another federal road project in Lincoln Park. I mean, that to me is is one of the biggest accomplishments. And then also the lake walk. You know, it's something that we don't think about a lot because it still looks the way it should look. But the fact that I was able to work with our federal partners, bring in literally $50, $60 million (laughs) to fix this public asset that isn't just about having a great place to walk, isn't just about tourists. It's literally fortifying a coastline and supporting Canal Park and all of that infrastructure. Uh, that, to me, is a legacy I'm proud of. You know, the big boulders down there that were brought in. We yeah, yeah, riprap. trucked down from up the shore. Those boulders came out of the tunnels yep. know, that were built uh, That's right. 30, 30, 25, 30 years ago, 30 years ago. That's right. And they had been stockpiled, and I know the, I know the folks that brought them down. But so they came from up the shore. They were reused for mm-hmm. down here. And actually, the interesting thing is Lake Superior is brutal. It is. When it comes from storms. The it's reason, a coast. The reason why the ports yeah. in the Bay Area, the original port in 1870, was out That's right. by Fitkers, and it got clobbered and That's destroyed right. every year, and they brought it in there. So how do you protect the lake walk? You bring huge boulders or riprap mm-hmm. up from mm-hmm. up there and put it in it. It would appear that the lake's not going to be able to move those. Well, <laughs> she's always in charge, appear. am I right? That's right. We're not, but, we have no choice. You know, we also dug in, you can't see it, but there's like 80 foot deep walls that have been engineered into there. I mean, it's just, it's it's amazing. But I think what people don't, what we don't talk about enough maybe is that that is literally holding up the city, <laughs> you know? And so it isn't just about public access to water, which is important. It isn't just about you know, this treasure we have, it is about economic development. It's about our economic security. Um, and so, you know, that's just one example of something I'm super proud of. And I think speaks to how I like to do my work, which is put your head down, do the good work, get the money in, uh, let other people take credit and move on. So another question. Yeah. What's your biggest disappointment? Oh, I, I, you know, as much as we've done in housing, and many people know that housing is one of the things that I've, I've spent my whole career working on, uh, I, we need so much more, so much more. And so to me, it's one of the reasons why, for instance, Lester Golf Course is, you know, and I know this is, this is one to bring up on your show that some people are going to be like, not with me on, and that's okay. But it's why being decisive and clear about the housing opportunities we have are really, really important. And so that's a disappointment to me. I want to be further on that, even though, honestly, we are we're making historic investments. So, you know, that's hard, though, because it's like I know and understand that communities and schools and workers, everything's stronger when people have the housing that they need. And I want as many people living in our city limits uh, and not sprawling anywhere else <laughs> as possible. So that's one of my goals. You know, I we've done 1,700 units. I want to double that in my next term. Every term and every budget that I saw when I was on the Duluth City Council, housing was an issue. Mm-hmm. This goes back to 
1980 when I first raised my right hand and got sworn on, (laughs) sworn in by Fritz Wandy. Oh, you did? Nice, nice, nice. And uh, but the point is, is every every year, every campaign, housing has been an issue. It should be. Yep. There's been hundreds of millions of dollars invested in this community over the last 40 years mm-hmm. in housing, mm-hmm. yet it, it never is enough. I know. And I guess when you, now some people go, why is that? Well, when I look, go and look at, you got an $800 million facility mm-hmm. that got built over here. A lot of housing went because of that. Mm-hmm. You look at the St. Luke's campus, mm-hmm. there used to be hundreds of units in that area. Yep. And they're not there anymore. Yep. And the same in the area around here. There were apartment buildings, there were... Uh, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, right. and so on. Those are all gone. And when these huge developments happened, which is good, that housing was never replaced. Mm-hmm. And so there's the issue. So well, some people, it's the style, to- too, right? So, like, I'm outdoor knocking a lot. And one of the things I hear really regularly, you know, and my parents are in their 70s and 80s, and, you know, it's it's people in that age bracket who are ready for something different, but they can't find something yeah. That's affordable or in their neighborhood, right? So it's also the style, but like just, and even just really briefly, you talking about the medical district here, and we're of course looking at it downtown. The neighborhood we're in right now is the one I'm most excited about moving forward. We have so much opportunity downtown and we'll be announcing a couple of projects in the next few weeks that are advancing housing right here in downtown, which is going to be awesome for keeping this neighborhood activated 18 hours a day, which is really what it needs. We hear that. The, uh, one of the things that we had, we had Matt Baumgarten on the mm-hmm. show some time ago, and we were talking about the difference between Duluth and Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, yeah, you know, my husband's from Fargo. Is he? I know it well. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. And Fargo rocked and rolled and did some things dramatically and brought uh, living in the downtown yeah. area. Stuff happening 24 They've done an hours. awesome job. And <clears throat> uh, that gets to... Addressing that, but also some of the uh, issues that we've seen. We've had city council candidates on the show, numerous city council candidates, Mm -hmm. and I asked them, what are the issues that you see, you're hearing from people, and it all comes down to streets, Mm -hmm. public safety, Mm -hmm. housing, and economic development. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned that crime's down, yet the perception out there with people throughout the city, I had a candidate on the other day, uh, and she said, I got. I live in West Duluth. I got needles all over the place. Mm. We've got them downtown. Mm-hmm. We've got people abusing drugs. We have uh, characters in the downtown area creating mm-hmm. problems. There was a fist fight that we had on video a couple Saturdays ago out in front of the medical arts building. Where mm-hmm. A guy got literally his face impaled with a, a sword, and he ended up beating oh, the heck out terrible. of the guy that did it. The guy that did it was a homeless guy. Yeah. And that was he's been in and out of uh, one of the encampment people. So jail people, and yeah so candidates are talking about that how yeah that's deal, good that's how, good how do we deal with those issues how do we stop the the crazies and the nonsense that we see it that's a lot of people are fearful to come in the downtown area yeah this sort of stuff how do we how well do we first of all it's great that people want to talk about it we should be talking about it so a couple things that i see as issues here so one of them that i think is important and i think maybe even we've talked about this before but every every one of these people whether they are homeless whether they have mental health, chemical health, whether it's you and me walking around. There's somebody's mother, father, son, daughter, right? So we have to have some compassion for the fact that they are human and existing and struggling. But So there's three things I think we have to do. One is to in- increase mental chemical health services and just make sure people are getting the services they need. 
we need more housing, 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 right? People are going to be safer <laughs> and more stable when they're housed. And some of these folks need housing with a ton of supports. We can't just build an apartment and expect them to thrive. What they need is something like the San Marco, which was proven uh, to be cost-effective, to help people. The infamous wet house. The infamous wet house has actually decreased public services, decreased detox, decreased emergency rooms. People have found a path to sobriety, and some, not all, and and connected with families in a way that you know is really holistic. So we so we need to invest in those things, which we're doing. Um, and then you know we also need to make sure that we are supporting all of our public safety staff with the appropriate supports. No question. Well, the infamous wet house, I was on the city council when we passed that. That was the first time I spoke to the city council. That's right. I do remember you there. And I voted in favor of it. And boy, did I get flagged. I'm sure on you that. did. And I, I looked at people. I talked to uh, numerous friends of mine who are in AA and mm-hmm. uh, Drugs Anonymous and all that sort yeah. of thing. And just talking about, you know, people have got to ask for help. They've got to hit their bottom line. And on and on and on. I, I basically said, so what do you want? Do you want people housed in an area where they can actually get some services and possibly some help if they all of a sudden wake up one day and say, I need some help and I'm living here? Or do you want them laying in the gutter in the right. street, freezing to death, and or every day being brought to detox? Right. We ended up, I ended up uh, asking the police to give me the, the calls to detox. Yes. And it was unbelievable. The time that the cops had to take in bringing people to the detox. No, so, that's right. So hopefully the San Marco alias wet house. Yeah, yeah. Helped alleviate <laughs> some of that. And maybe some people cleaned up their act by being able to be housed there. I know somebody that that lived there at one point in time, and she's been sober for about 13 years. She's a Native American. Oh, Lisa. You, you got it. Lisa. Yeah, I know Lisa really and, well. Uh, mm-hmm. And so do we. But uh, mm-hmm. So the point is, is that there's success stories everywhere. The problem is, is when you see incidents happen. I know. And I know. people get hurt. And uh, people are saying, so how do we deal with the people perpetually? There's 40 to 50 people that seem That's to be right. the ones that are That's causing right. the problem. That's right. Why can't we isolate that more? Isolate it more and, and uh, deal with it so that people aren't fearful. Yeah, well, so first of all, this is it's really complicated and that's not to dismiss it, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can arrest people, they will be held for 12 hours and released. That's how that goes, yeah. right? We have added prosecutors. So when there is something illegal happening, we are fully prosecuting the court systems really behind. We are in need of housing and and like another San Marco took at that time, right? This was probably 20 years ago or something, Neil, at that time, that project was $9 million and took four years, right? So (laughs) that project now, even if we could get it done in four years, probably going to cost $30 million, right? So all of these are really complicated, and it is really hard to figure out how do we isolate everything all at once, all at the same time. So what I can tell you is that when it comes to what the city's doing, we have about 15 or 16 staff that meet three times a week. We meet with MnDOT, we meet with the county, we meet with CHUM, we meet with all of these other providers to talk about what's happening, what are we doing, where's our, where are the problems, where do we need to be. I mean, it is also what I hope people take away is it is also a huge resource issue for a city, a county, and a state. I mean, we are triaging in ways that we would much rather be using those 
you know, uh, resources for long-term solutions. And so that's where I'm trying to move us is like, let's put this money towards housing stability because that's actually what's going to be a difference maker. What came out of the governor's budget, $18 billion in excess? Did any of that money go to deal with these types of programs? You know what? Well, $1 billion went into housing, um, which is the most that's ever gone into housing, and they're still deciding how that's going to be spent. Uh, but I will tell you, I am like here with a vacuum apparatus trying to get into every corner of that dang budget. I mean, I am really, really aggressive about getting funding from other resources. So, you know, <clears throat> our federal delegation knows that about me. The state knows that about me. So, like, we we will be the first in line when they have those priorities clear. Other, uh, I guess one of the things, uh, I'm hearing that uh, the police force is down in numbers as mm. far as cops mm-hmm. and firefighters are uh, low in numbers too. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Um, the last time I checked, that wasn't the case. But okay. I can do another check. Yeah. I think police is. You know, we've increased their wages. They're, it's a really tough profession to enter right now. I think we're a good department that hires on character, and you know, we're asking a lot of people when they come into that department. Yeah, I got any you. any department. Yeah. Bruce is waving his hands. I there. see that, I think Bruce. We have to talk good. Her for a couple of minutes here. And we'll yeah, great. Right. Great. That's fine. More with the mayor to come. It's 839 at KDAL. KDAL. It's 847. A few more minutes here with Mayor Larson. Neal. you have the floor, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm rubbing my hands together. Oh my I can hardly make yes. it. He's got some sort of <laughs> evil plot going here. I can... I'm, I'm, I'll start rubbing mine, too. I'm ready. All right. ready. You've known him long enough to know that there's something bad about to happen. <laughs> or good. Or good. Listen, I'm here for it. Well, Emily, I have here. What you got? What you got? The uh, front page of the Minnesota Legionnaire for the American Legion. Mm-hmm. And highlighted mm-hmm. on it is a business in Duluth. And actually, the Minneapolis uh, News Tribune, excuse Minneapolis, Red Star, I should say Star. One of our listeners calls it the Red Star, the oh. Minneapolis <laughs> newspaper, because he figures they're all a bunch of comedies down there. Yep. But, but anyway, yeah, sure. Uh, Warrior Brewing. Oh, yeah. In the, West, mm-hmm. in the friendly West End or Lincoln mm-hmm. Park. My mom grew up in the West End, and mm-hmm. she'll always refer to it as the West End. Uh, has really gotten a stamp on it. itself statewide. And I of love course, it. there are beers out there in the liquor stores. I've been there a couple times. Our, our American Legion post, uh, we have some of our ancient or antique items on display at, <laughs> at Warrior Brewery. And uh, so they've got some ink. I love it. Uh, Good for them. The whole microbrew, the yep. whole explosion of breweries and what's happened in the in the uh, West End district mm-hmm. there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, has been really interesting on yeah. how that's developing. Yeah. Is there more to come on all that? Yeah. Oh, well, first of all, congrats to Warrior. That's awesome. And they were down, I think, well, it was the first year that I had seen them down at the Craft Brew Festival, you know, that's here, sure. this big one here. So that was neat to see them there. Um, what's happening in Lincoln Park? Yeah, so, you know, two things I want to say about that. The magic of Lincoln Park and that district, I think, is that it was it was an underdog commercial district. Yep. And it took a couple of people, right? There's always the one or two people. It was the power combo, I think, of Frost River, Ben Paddle, and Tom Hansen who just each said, okay, let's just move on this and see what happens. And then the city, what I'm really proud of, to be honest, is that we did some things, but we also just moved out of their way, if that makes sense. 
um, when they said they needed something, when we could do storefront renovations, when we could do things like that, we did that. And we helped with some financing packages. But part of it was just moving out of their way. Uh, So my best hope is that what we're seeing there, I'd like to see some new revitalization in Canal Park with Canal Park Partners and the West Duluth Business Corridor, where some of that, again, is starting to happen, right? You've got Jade, West, Wusso's, Boho, Zenith. You know, you've got stuff that's taking hold there in a really beautiful way. And then you start looking back at that Kmart site and everything that's possible there. That's what we, I had Janet Kennedy awesome. on and we were talking oh, about I'm sure. Kmart site. Yeah, there. yeah. I know they'd had a proposed developer that was going to, well, the U-Haul people had moved in and that got turned down. Yep. Any prospects for that? Well, site? it's under, it's my understanding right now that it's actually under some kind of agreement currently that had been extended by a business owner or a property a developer, and you know, there's actually a couple of developers in line. Should that fall through, who have an interest in housing and retail combined together, which would just be fantastic. There. Here's my other question: mm-hmm. talking about uh, booze and beer and all mm-hmm. that jazz. The alcohol and beverage board is that board going to be the one that's going to regulate the sale of cannabis in our community, or what's going to happen with the legalization? Of weed. Yeah. So the ours is the Alcohol Gambling Tobacco yep. Commission. Yep. That is a public commission. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think cannabis is all going to be on the state level. They're, they're doing everything. The state is going to literally license for communities. They're going to be doing all of that. What we'll do, what the city will do is, that's my understanding right now anyway, okay. what the city will do is licensing and zoning. And so what I would what I would imagine is that we'll do it the same way we do a liquor store or a vape shop or a smoke shop. There'll be some parameters around where they're going to be or not be. Um, the private market will kind of decide some of that, but we'll put some parameters on it. But I, I think most of that's honestly just going to be the state. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the, the legs of all that's going to be about a year before there's that. That's what it sounds like to me. Before yeah. that's all done. And I see the city council pass an ordinance that I believe has gone into effect now prohibiting people smoking weed in uh, public places. Mm -hmm. Although as I drive around the community, every once in a while I catch a whiff (laughs) of the distinct odor. Is it from your own car or is it when you're driving around? You can't can't drive and smoke. I've never been a big advocate of uh, marijuana. It's not my thing either. No, never never particularly liked it. But but that's the the problem. And we've had the uh, sheriff on in the past and I'm going to have him on again, Gordon Ramsey. Uh, and talking with other law enforcement around the state, one of the issues mm-hmm. is uh, the intoxication side of of. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and driving. Com- and driving. Yeah. And the combination, yeah. because a lot of people who smoke weed also are drinking mm-hmm. at the same time. So but- It does seem that there's there are some things we just don't know yet. Like, how will that be regulated? The fact that it's legal right now no. in a in a pretty significant and different way, but isn't regulated yet. So, yeah, I mean, there's some things to work out. So far, it's going okay, but um, more more will be revealed, as a colleague of mine likes to say. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts there, Mayor? No, it's a pleasure to be here. So for people, you've got a website? Uh, oh, yeah, for campaign-wise, yeah, we've yep. got a website. We've got debates and forums coming up. Please pay attention. I am out door-knocking like five days a week. If I come to your door... I am there to hear what's on your mind, and this community is awesome about sharing that with me. But ask questions. Ask your candidates in whatever office how they're going to show up for you, what their solutions are, what their ideas are, and whether they have a vision 
to move this community forward. All right. Mayor Emily Larson, Thank thanks you. for coming on board. We Great appreciate to see it. you, too. And good Thank luck in November. Thank there you. Thank you. Thanks. thanks. Bruce? All right. You've got about a minute and 50 seconds here, Neil. Do we really? Yeah, we do. Okay. Emily, any, but, but, any, any final uh, jeopardy here? Are we still on? We oh, yeah, we're on. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're on. Oh, yeah, we're on. I thought he was going to go for a break. <laughs> well, no, so I, 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 I told you. I saw minutes. that little give us, round give, us, give us a Your continued pitch. is not very good. Oh, my gosh. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> no, I will say uh, for folks who do like to pay attention to debates and in forums, they, there's at least eight, I think, on my calendar coming up. The first one's the Chamber DNT one. That's next week. Next Wednesday, the 13th. That is the day before my 50th birthday. Ooh. My 50th birthday wow. is the 14th. So. Uh, so that'll be a good way to uh, end my 40s. So that's noon at the garden, and I'm sure that'll be recorded. And really hope people start sure tracking and paying attention. Yep, League of Women Voters will do another one. There's a housing one. There's a PBS. I mean, there's so many opportunities. So. I just really invite the public to pay attention, ask questions, and vote, vote, vote. You know, whether it's for me or someone else, your vote matters. It's really important. We have safe elections. They are run fair. And we trust them. We trust the outcomes. I hear you, Dolores. I haven't been a part of the process here. I've, I've helped out on a couple of uh, recounts. And believe me, it comes down sometimes the races, they come down to, you know, 30 votes. The last time I ran and won. It was a recount. It was 30 hmm. votes. It was. And it came down to 16. Wow. It was, it was between Roger Reiner and myself. Oh, I, wow. I, I went in it, so there you go. So it was 30 to begin with and came down to 16. 16 votes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why we recount, right? Yeah. You just, you, we deserve to know the the whole number. Yep. Yeah. So thank you again. Yeah, thanks. A thank second you. goodbye. A second. Yeah, for <laughs> second time. It's a very Minnesota bring her back goodbye. in with a hook. <laughs> Neil, have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday, man. Appreciate it. 855 at KDAL.